Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Happy New Year. What will this year bring? Whenever a new year begins, many people are making predictions. Some are predicting that World War III will break out. Some are predicting a recession. Some are predicting the closing or the rise of certain businesses. And some predict trends in fashion, and many, I think wisely, do not predict anything. What unpredictable things will happen? At the beginning of last year, many did not predict war in Europe, just as the beginning of, can you believe it, three years ago already, many did not predict the beginning of a pandemic along with those lockdowns. We do not know what the future will bring in this life, but we do have hope and confidence in the Lord that he will use all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. We believe with unfailing hope that God will, at the right time, bring us to be with him in glory and that Jesus will return someday to judge the living and the dead. And when he does so, he will make all things new, whole, and complete. Somehow a man named Simeon was given word by the Holy Spirit that he will live to see the Lord's Christ. After waiting thousands of years, after that great anticipation that had been going on, it was finally happening. God fulfilling his promise to send his only begotten son into this world, that Jesus the word becomes flesh, tabernacle, tabernacling among us, that the Christ child is to be born. He is coming so that he could redeem the world and to save the world from sin, from death, and from the power of the devil. I wonder how many Christians in the Old Testament era would begin the new year and marvel or ponder or wonder if that year will be the year that God will finally fulfill his promise in sending Jesus into this world. In the same way, I wonder how many Christians today begin a new year of our Lord, wondering if this will be the year that our Lord Jesus Christ will return again in glory. While we patiently wait for his return, we also anticipate and prepare for his return. For we know that Jesus teaches us to be ready at all times and that he will come at a time when many will not expect him. Yet we live in a time of great apathy, a time where people, many, simply assume that Jesus will not come back soon. They figure that they can carry on with their lives engage in their pet sins, doing whatever fancies them because they figure they have another day, another year, another opportunity to repent, to try to somehow make amends and to return to the Lord. 
And so they continue on with their carousing, drunkenness, lewdness, and sexual immorality. I think the account with Simeon is significant as we enter the new year for three reasons. First, he had been waiting for the consolation of Israel, which applies to us in a very clear way. Second, Simeon took Jesus up in his arms, something for us to consider in another, in a different way, different fashion or manner. And third, Simeon blessed God by speaking what we now call the nunc dimittis, words that have become important to us Christians upon receiving the sacrament of the altar. First, Simeon was waiting for the consolation in Israel. The Greek word here for consolation, while I don't normally tell you Greek words, I will this time, is paraklesis. What this word means is encouragement, comfort, or consolation. If the word sounds familiar to you, it's because Jesus uses a very similar word when speaking of the Holy Spirit, that Jesus will send the parakletos, the paraclete, the spirit. And that is one who helps, counsels, encourage, encourages, or mediates. So you see, when Jesus was sent into the world by God the Father, he certainly came in order to encourage, comfort, and console his people. He did so as he preached the saving word of God, as he performed miracles, and above all, as he went into Jerusalem bearing the sins of the world so that he would die on the cross, shedding his innocent blood on our behalf, and we then would be reconciled to God our Father. As Jesus had prophesied, he would send his Holy Spirit, the paraclete, to direct our hearts and minds toward Christ, which is what the Holy Spirit has been doing ever since that has been fulfilled at Pentecost. The Holy Spirit helps, he comforts, he encourages us as he brings our attention to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As he works saving faith in us, and as he applies to us the forgiveness of sins that Jesus earned for us all on the cross. The Holy Spirit, his work is to bring our attention to Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. Just as Simeon awaited for the appearance of the Savior of the nation, so also we look forward to our Lord's coming as we enter this new year of grace. Even if Jesus does not come back this year, we rejoice that he comes to us week after week in the sacrament and that he continues to come to us through his saving word. This comfort this, or consolation of Israel, paraclesis, is certainly found in the word made flesh, in Jesus. I'd like to read to you now a passage from Romans chapter 15. Listen for the same Greek word, although instead of it being translated as the consolation, it is instead translated as encouragement. So the Holy Spirit guided the Apostle Paul to write these words. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, so that through the endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. 
May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. This harmony, this unity only comes about by God the Holy Spirit as we hear the word and learn and keep it. Once Simeon had been, once Simeon had seen the consolation of Israel in the flesh, Simeon then takes the baby Jesus up into his arms. It is certainly not an uncommon sight to see people pick up babies and to do so with much joy. I have vivid memories of a seminary professor who, who very much enjoyed doing this. Among the various professors, somebody had to come across as the most crotchety and surly of the bunch. Well, this one professor who fit that description would see babies and toddlers, and he would go up to him. At first, he'd wonder what harsh or sarcastic things he may say to these little ones, but instead he picks them up with great love and joy, maybe even giving them a kiss, and he instantly turns into the happiest, gentlest, jolliest grandpa that you could possibly find. It really was amazing to witness. Many, regrettably, think they own, though, other people's children. Many parents never get used to complete strangers sticking their faces into their baby's strollers and touching their, their little ones and even picking them up. Of course, these people love the children, and so they want to do it, but it can be a bit awkward when strangers are cooing at babies as if they belong to their own family. A word of advice is this. Get permission from the parents before approaching or touching babies, especially if they are not your relatives, and even if you know them and their family. It's good to talk to the parents, may I? Anyway, here you have Simeon, who takes up Jesus into his arms. However, Simeon is not like those who get too close to little ones without permission. In fact, the Greek word that is used for took up is usually translated as receive when Simeon took up Jesus in his arms. So Simeon actually received Jesus. In fact, Jesus uses the same Greek word four times in Luke 9.48 when Jesus himself took up a child and put him by his side and said, <clears throat> whoever receives this child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me. May we who have been baptized into Christ and received into the family of God receive Jesus with great joy and gladness this entire year. The Lord God is taken up by a man who beheld the one who, would bring, who could bring consolation to Israel. As we enter the new year, let's also take up Jesus. Of course, we can't do as Simeon did and lift up a baby, the baby Jesus. 
But the first way we can do this, receiving him, is simply by listening to him. The second way is by receiving him as he comes to us through word and sacrament. And then another way is to honor him with our conduct so that others will see that we are not just humans blending into the world, but that we are Christians, having, been re having received Christ in his word, having been redeemed by, by the Son of God, and having been reconciled to our Father who is in heaven. Finally, having received Jesus into his arms, Simeon, he then blesses God by saying those familiar words, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace. You have learned these words by heart because they have made their way into the liturgy. We sing the song of Simeon upon receiving the body and, and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. So having received Jesus with, into our mouths, we, like Simeon, can then confidently declare that we are ready to depart in peace. We're not saying that we're ready to leave the church and then go about into the world, but instead we are saying that we are ready to depart and be with the Lord, that is, to die in peace. For our eyes have seen the salvation of Israel, our mouths have received him, and Jesus has joined himself to us in the sacrament. As graciously willed by the Lord, every Sunday this year, the Lord's Supper will be offered here at Grace to you. The Lord's Supper will also be offered on a few other days during the week, such as Epiphany this coming Friday, Ash Wednesday, Monday Thursday, and Ascension Day. The celebration of the sacrament is certainly a high point in the life of the church. So is the celebration of Christmas. And by singing Simeon's song following the Lord's Supper, we are also recalling events surrounding our Lord's birth. And so it is, in a sense, a celebration of Christmas, the joining of Christmas with the sacrament. For through this sacrament, we see that Jesus continues to be our Emmanuel, God with us. I think the new year often reminds us of how frail we are and how quickly life fleets away. Time flies, and we will soon return to the dust. But the word of our Lord endures forever. His love never ends. His mercies are new to us every morning, and great is our Lord's faithfulness. And just as God and his word are eternal, so also we have that promise to live eternally. As the Lord wills, our bodies will return to the ground, but our souls will go to be with the Lord. And when Jesus returns on that great day of judgment, on the last day, our bodies will be raised to immortality and incorruption. Our resurrected human bodies will be glorious in every way. Our souls and bodies will be reunited and we will be whole and complete. Furthermore, God will recreate on the last day the heavens and the earth to perfection, and we will dwell with the Lord in this perfection to all eternity. And so our hope remains 
in our Savior Jesus. All of this belongs to us because we now, through Christ, have the peace of God. It was earned for us by the Prince of Peace. God and sinners are now reconciled through Christ the Lamb, who became our sin and died in our place. And we now are children of God, beloved by him. So no matter what happens in this world during this coming year, some things will remain certain. Those things that remain certain are found in the sure and certain word of God, word which is truth. What's certain is that Christ Jesus lives, that he has atoned for every last sin that we have committed, that we are baptized into Christ, that we belong to our loving triune God, and that the peace of God is upon us. With the forgiveness of sins that he earned for all sin and for all people on the cross, everlasting salvation belongs to us. And so we begin this new year, not with a bunch of uncertainty, but with certainty and confidence and rejoicing in the promises and words of God in our Savior, Jesus. Thanks be to God. Amen. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.